Hello, advanced English learners. Welcome back to another Native English speaker conversation. I'm joined by the one and only Greg. Thank you for joining me, Greg. Of course. So as people who are interested in technology and future technology and the future, so to speak, you can technically call these types of people technologists or futurists. I think we fall into that camp, and I think many of you do as well, given the feedback on these kinds of conversations we have. We thought it would be appropriate to talk about the state of VR, so virtual reality. All right, let's get into it. We'll be right back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. So let's first talk about what do we mean by virtual reality? Yeah, so we've discussed this in a previous conversation, this idea that, and I thought you, you gave a really nice definition of it, which is essentially the world that we live in represented in digital form. The most common example, or I would say the most classic example of VR, of virtual reality, would be the Ready Player One scenario where it's like you can walk around and do things and interact with things in a purely digital form. So cool. Right. It's just phenomenal because you have an avatar and there are things that you feel brave enough to do in that virtual realm that you might not be as brave to do in the in real life realm. Totally, yeah. The idea with virtual reality is that it is attempting to replicate actual reality, reality in as high fidelity as possible right? And so the more advanced the graphics become, the more advanced the hardware gets, the better it can simulate reality. Right. So it becomes extremely immersive. And that can be, there are pros and cons to that. Obviously, one of the major cons would be you need to be able to eat, drink water, <laughs> have a bio break, right? Go to the restroom, that kind of thing. Yes, those Sleep. are important. <laughs> Sleep, right? Just these are things that we need to do to be able to function as human beings. <laughs> and when you're so engrossed in a virtual world like that, that it is highly immersive, you might lose track of time, right? The concept of time, the concept of time escapes you. It changes, it evolves because suddenly you're not in real world time, you're on virtual time. Yeah, and this honestly doesn't even require virtual reality. I can tell you that when I'm on my computer, 
when I'm tackling a really tough coding problem or playing a really fun video game, I totally get transported to whatever that is. And I forget about all the things you just listed there. And it can definitely be a problem. I can literally sit in a seat for five, six hours straight. And my bladder's like screaming, I gotta get up. I'm probably hungry, I'm probably dehydrated, but I'm just so engrossed in whatever it is that I'm doing, that has become my reality for that period of time, that it, yeah, it's it's just completely, totally immersive. So there's a great term for this that was popularized by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, and he wrote a book called Flow State, among others. So it's this idea when you're being productive, such as in Greg's case with tackling a coding problem or working on some sort of coding challenge, then he enters flow state. That happens to me too when I'm creating, when I'm doing lessons, when I'm working on something for advanced English or exploring, I get really focused on what I'm doing and it's hard to step away from what you're doing. Now that's work, which is also fun because we've designed it so that it is fun for us. But when something is pure fun, such as in a game, I just wonder if we're gonna be able to remove ourselves from that to be able to go to sleep or eat your dinner or whatever. Yeah, it's tough. And the point is, if it's in virtual reality, you don't have the same cues that you might when you're just in your office. When you're in your office, you might have a window so you can see if it's getting dark out. You're like, oh wow, it's later than I thought. There's people walking around your house, so you interact with them. And maybe your neighbor's outside, maybe there's a delivery guy, right? You're actually doing stuff that sort of pulls you away from the computer from the device. You're reminded of the alternate world. <laughs> You're reminded of the real world. Yeah. Yes. It's hopefully we're not calling it the alternate world. I'm just calling it the alternate world in the state because in that moment when you're in flow state, your world is whatever task you have, right? And then yes. the alternate world, metaphorically speaking, probably, yes, <laughs> would be the mailman comes or the your dog needs your attention or whatever. Correct. And so anyways, yeah, when you're in this, when you're wearing this VR headset, you're blocked off from all that. That is a concern. What I can say is, at least at the current state that the technology is in, that doesn't really happen. And the reason is because um, people experience dizziness, headaches, and fatigue these devices tend to be kind of heavy, so their neck starts to hurt. You pretty quickly run into physical limitations that sort of prompt you to exit that virtual reality. So the discomfort is the wake-up call. Is Physical the, discomfort. Yeah, the physical discomfort of the device. HoloLens, the, what's the other one? Oculus. The Oculus. I've tried them on, they're pretty heavy. They personally, I've tried games with them. I get dizzy, I can't stomach some of them, but yeah. I'm still excited about the possibility of where it's going, the opportunities that it's gonna open up for us. So let's talk about the key players in the VR space. Yeah, before we do, I was just gonna say that uh, hardware hurdle is not gonna be there forever. That's true. So if we think of brain-machine interfaces, that's literally a machine that can interface directly with your brain. Suddenly you don't need that clunky hardware anymore right? It could just send signals to your brain to actually see what the computer wants you to see. Now, is that going to work with a chip implant in your brain? It could or? be a chip implant. It could also just be a device you wear around you. You don't have to, it doesn't have to necessarily be in the brain, but it's much easier for it to be in the brain from the perspective of communicating high bandwidth data. Wow. Pretty terrifying. But there's steps in between that, right? You have glasses are probably going to be the next step, right? Right now, they're these big clunky visors. Yeah. The next step would be glasses, kind of like those snap glasses you wear. 
Contacts are going to be epic. I'm, that's what I'm most excited about are contacts. Okay, tell um, us why. Just because they're really low profile, right? The contacts, you can't even see if you're wearing them or not. And you can turn on to full virtual reality or you can flip to what's called augmented reality, AR. So I'm more excited about AR. I think enhancing or augmenting our current reality is going to be so powerful because suddenly you're completely enveloped but you're not fully vulnerable, right? You're still aware of your surroundings. You're still participating in IRL, in the real world, but then you have this component of augmentation. We'll be right back after this short break. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, what I think of when I think of AR is it's like having this assistant that's sitting next to you and doing things for you and showing you things. You and I could be interacting and at the corner of my vision, I'll see a little ID card of you. So I remember what your name is. I'll have your email if you're willing to share it with me. I'll see your, what your job is. Basically, I might see your LinkedIn profile so that I remember you and I can think of things as I'm conversing with you. I can multitask. I'm interacting with you. I'm also looking at your background to keep the conversation going. There might even be small talk prompts Yep, exactly. Or let's think of another example. You're driving around, right? Instead of having to look down at your phone to get your directions, the directions can literally just be in your vision. Um, There can even be an arrow pointing where to go, where to turn the car. Frankly, you're probably not even driving anymore because it's driverless cars. At that point, we're probably going to be so well in the future. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't that far away. What do you think? When do you think this will be? Contact's probably a ways. That's probably like 10 to 20 years. Oh, really? But the glasses, that's probably much sooner. I would not be surprised in five to 10, maybe closer to five years that we actually have glasses that can do this for us. So Google tried in like 2012 with the Google glasses. And I had a colleague who had them and she was wearing them and she was really happy about them. And I thought they were super cool, but I don't know. They didn't really ever stick. We didn't really hear about them after that. They fell to the wayside. Now they're reintroducing some sort of Google Glasses again. Yeah. So Google Glasses were one of those famous cautionary tales about (laughs) the researchers and developers getting too excited about a technology that wasn't ready for prime time yet. So there was no real product market fit. The technologists and the people engineering them got excited, but there was no real need for them at that moment in time. There just wasn't necessarily enough utility either. The glasses, the functionality was too limited to be useful. And they also pissed people off, like other people. In what way? They had a, a camera that was always on. Oh, that's right? true. And so this camera kind of weird people out. They didn't, if I'm talking to someone, I see they're wearing the Google glasses. 
I don't want them recording our conversation. Yeah. Most conversations aren't meant to be recorded. Yeah. And kind of avoid people in that sense. They looked goofy. This was also still a little bit early in the era of nerds rule, right? Nowadays, we're in this world where the coolest people are the people that are building computer programs and software, right? The nerds have taken over. Back in that day, it was still the finance bros and the jocks that were cooler. And so- This was only 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago, but those cultural shifts take time. For sure, yeah. I mean, there's definitely those cultural and paradigm shifts. Also, wearables, wearable technology, like smartwatches, smart rings, this kind of thing, wasn't really a thing at that time. So people weren't as comfortable wearing technology as opposed to having technology in their hand in the form of a tablet or a device such as your cell phone. Yeah, definitely. That took time. Like you said, they're trying again now. Snap, of course, has been working on their glasses and they have a version two out. Don't think they're doing that well. What is what has gotten really good reviews is yeah. the newest Oculus from Facebook, from okay. Meta. So let's talk about that. Yeah, what they've done with this one is they've made it a little bit lighter, so it's more comfortable to wear. They're starting to improve the software, though it sounds like it's still a little buggy. But overall, the experience, when they get it right, is done really well. And what they've done best is not games. It's not the fun stuff, per se. Yeah, It's the productivity environment that they've created. For example, having a video call with someone, doing a collaboration on a work project where you're talking to your colleague or your colleagues and you're transported to maybe an office environment as opposed to being in your living room hunched over your kitchen table with kids screaming in the back and dogs and stuff. Yeah, it's this <laughs> idea that you can meet in virtual space now. Part of the issue with working from home for all its benefits, part one of the issues is that just you get the Zoom fatigue, right? You're staring at the camera all day and you feel distanced from the people. And what they found with the Zoom fatigue, it's not so much as doing the meetings, which can be very exhausting, of course, because you're always on, you have to be prepared, you're participating, you're listening actively. But it was more so the panel of faces staring back at you. That's what they have found as being one of the predominant forces behind fatigue. Yeah, totally. And I can attest to that. What this does instead is it places people around a room, around a table in a way that's much more natural, as if you were really there talking to everyone. And I heard a really cool account of this using the new Oculus for business purposes from one of my favorite tech writers, a guy named Ben Thompson, and his blog is called Stratechery. And he talked about using it and he mentioned that his recollection of an important business decision they made was not, and he, they all made this remotely, right? They were all in their own offices, but his recollection of making that decision was not in his office. It was in this virtual reality space. So isn't that crazy? This yeah. virtual reality space actually became a physical memory in his brain. That's where the decision was made. I believe it because there are, you've had this with video games, like when you're playing WoW, or I've had it with like dreams. I sometimes forget if that was a dream or if that actually happened. And you talked about, you told me once when you were playing WoW and you're in a forest, you felt like that was so real, right? Yeah, what I can say is when I'm walking around in real life, I will have nostalgic flashes from the video games that I've played, right? They've made such an impression on me that they actually have taken position alongside memories in real physical space. And I can only imagine 
as we spend more and more time in these virtual worlds, yeah. whether they be for professional use or for entertainment, yeah. that's gonna happen more and more, right? This These virtual worlds taking up memories in our brains. Whether or not that's a good thing, yeah. I think has yet to be determined, but it's happening regardless. We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What I'm excited about is, for example, doing one of these conversations with the audience members, with the listeners, in virtual reality. I think that would be super cool. I think that'd be a lot of fun. It could be more participatory. You could ask questions. You could chime in. We could have a discussion, a back and forth. So I'm excited about the productivity aspect of it and the the educational component to it. So learning and collaborating and communicating. I think that's super fun. And of course, the fun aspects of learning is fun, one. But also like doing a game, being in a game, that kind of thing is exciting too. For me, it's access. That's what a democratizing access. That's what's most exciting to me about VR and mm -hmm. AR. Yeah. But VR in particular, in this case, it's democratizing access. You can be anywhere in the world and be work alongside the brightest minds just by joining the same virtual room that they're in. Yeah. You may be um, geographically restricted from travel. Maybe you're in a COVID lockdown. Maybe- the plane was delayed and you can't catch your flight. Delayed. Or maybe you just can't afford a flight, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe you can't get to somewhere, but you still wanna participate. A lot of different industries have conventions um, and those yeah. can be very expensive and difficult to attend. You have yeah. to pay for hotels, you have to pay for travel, all that stuff. Yeah. If you can attend these things virtually and that their main sort of exhibition is done virtually, suddenly everyone can participate. All you need is an internet access. Yeah. And internet access is getting cheaper and cheaper. So yeah. the threshold for people to participate is getting lower, which means a larger percentage of the world can interact with each other and lift each other up and collaborate and contribute um, and I think that's such a beautiful thing. I agree with you. Yeah, just all the applications of being able to converse with people from all over the world with different backgrounds, different worldviews, it just enriches our lives in so many ways. And that transfer of knowledge becomes even more powerful because, again, that access that you were talking about. Yeah. So a lot of exciting things. We need to keep abreast of this information, keep plugging in, stay tuned, right? Be aware of what's going on because these, the technology, if we're not, if we fall behind, then the world keeps moving, but then we stay stagnant and that's not a good thing. We want to be evolving with the times. That's the thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid of technology taking their jobs or rendering their work obsolete. The number one defense against that is to keep up with the tech, is to participate in it. Let it enhance your life instead of being something that you're fighting against. 
The more that you embrace these sort of advantages that it offers, the better equipped you'll be to keep up and succeed. Now, of course, on the other hand, there are important aspects of your non-digital life that you need to maintain. You wanna make sure you're staying healthy. You wanna make sure you're not inundating yourself with social media and all the bad things that come with that. Being selective about how you use the technology is also important. But the key is don't let it turn into an enemy, right? It should be your friend and you have the power to work for you instead of you working for it. Yeah, I think that's well said. I like the point about being selective and thinking about how is this going to enrich me versus stealing my time from me. Very good, yeah. It's a good thing to keep in mind. All right, we hope you enjoyed this discussion. Definitely be on the lookout for the worksheet that goes along with this. With every conversation we do now, you get a worksheet, and it's usually two or three pages long. So I'm excited for you to get access to this worksheet. And speaking of access, you can get the worksheet if you are subscribed to our free newsletter. So just go to the blog, advancedenglish.co, to our website, and you'll be able to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. You can also just scroll to the bottom, and you'll see join mailing list. So you can just put your email in there. We don't do spam. We're not spam fans. So don't worry about that. You'll get nice, good quality content. All right. See you in the next one. Bye for now.